Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. It's going to be quick because the Heralds have returned to Waterdeep, successful in their most recent mission. After tying up some loose ends and filling up on snacks, the group are meeting back up at the Golden Rock Tavern, their home away from home, to decide what they should do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren. You might know me as Obo. Tonight, I'm drinking some more lemonade and vodka made by my husband. Also, he brought me cherries, which is like the best thing ever. And I'm putting a cherry inside because why not? Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. And tonight, I am drinking an old favorite of mine, a Moscow Mule, in a uh, auspicious mug. Aww. It's really good. I picked up some Krabbies and uh, threw some vodka in it. And uh, we'll, we'll come back to it in just a second, because right now, I have a shot of Fireball. And it is going to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof. And this week it's dedicated to Super Duper Jax. Thank you so much for your support. This Fireball shot and its ensuing destruction uh, will be for you. But I did want to say something real quick. Uh, it's been a rough time for all of us. And I've had some particular friends going through some pretty tough times right now. And not going to get into specifics, but I'm just going to throw out a little toast. Absent friends. Tabs and friends. and friends. I know that is a hard thing to follow. No, that's Jack? fine. Just follow it. It's it's good. It's good. It's cool. Well, what's harder is that I have to pick someone to follow it. And but now we've broken the tension. And Jack, I trust that you're able to follow that with the correct amount of gravitas. So please, what are you drinking? I am going to mess this up. Good people. Okay. <laughs> Travancore's choice this evening is Yingling Flight, which is a light version of Yingling. So I'm actually a bit curious about this because this is a very local brand. It's uh, only made like 30 minutes from here. Let's see Wait, how it goes. Really? Uh, down the hatch. Yeah, that's Pottstown, I want to say. It's, it's also America's oldest brewery. True. Yeah. The more you know mm. about Cri beer. Crisp, refreshing, not filling. Not bad for a light beer. Solid. I, I'm going to enjoy this. Now, I got to ask, is there a reason you went light? Yeah, most of the time, I think it's just a damage control kind of thing, you know, trying to <laughs> live a healthier lifestyle to an extent. And I uh, wanted to see what's available as far as light beers go. I mean, I want to see if the technology's progressed since the 90s, which which is um, since the commercials with um, the frogs and uh, and the penguin. They used to be oh, shooby dooby doo. I think it was Bud. No, was that I, I think that was Bud Ice, actually. Yes, yes Bud Budweiser. Wow. Shooby-dooby-doo. Wow, I'm old. Carlton, what are you drinking? <laughs> so Carlton's beverage today was actually picked by Twitter and the tie was broken by my wife. Uh, <laughs> earlier on Twitter today, I posted that what kind of beverage I was and the options were yellow, red, Woo! blue, or orange. Uh, and that was not to referencing the container, but the actual color of the liquid inside the container. Uh, blue and orange tied with 39% uh, reporting in uh, for both uh, of those, with uh, red coming in at 16% and yellow a measly 6 But wife did the tiebreaker, and so she chose orange, probably because we live in Texas. Uh, that's just for you, Jonathan. So I am drinking Herbert's Lemonade Blood Orange Lemonade. 
Oh. I mean, that sounds really good. Sounds My good. choice of blue did not win, but I think this is still an excellent choice. Especially yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll do blue for you next week, Lauren. Yay. Aww. You, you love me so much. Aww. Is it that's, good? That's blue good. Here. That's good. I, blood orange, most things, is a really yeah. good flavor. Mm. There was a blood yeah. orange, uh, Austin East Ciders blood orange when I was drinking was one of my that's favorites. Cool. Yeah, Austin East Ciders is amazing. Uh, in fact, when we were all memorializing the RTX that wasn't and then all the RTX passed, one of my favorite pictures was from the pool in the rail yard with my sandals and a nice can of Austin East Ciders blood orange. Mm. I gotta admit, it was really hard to see those pictures. Like, I wanted yeah. to join in, but it it that, as Jonathan said, it's been a rough couple weeks. But I'm here with all of you, and that makes it better. Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, I have something new tonight, but also something local. And since we're on a weird beer history kick, uh, it's from Kitchissippi, which is a local brewery here in Ottawa, named after uh the original name for the what is today just the Ottawa River. It was originally Kitchissippi River. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. This is a Dampfbier. <laughs> is it going to drink, drink your blood? No, it's, that's the closest. It's D-A-M-P-B-F-B-I-E-R. Dampfbier. I don't know. There's going to be, I'm. it's horrible. I shouldn't, it's Dampfbier. I don't know. But is it, here. Is it German or is it French? It's a German type of beer. Okay. Um, and it's called the Lady... Colburn and the and it's this is why it's called that. So a damp beer the is German for steam beer is a rare centuries old style and was traditionally known as a beer for the common folk. Brewed with German wise and yeast, this all malt brew has hints of clove and a mild hop finish. We'll see how mild that hop finish is. It's called the Lady Colburn because the first steamboat on the Ottawa River was the st- side wheel paddle steamer Lady Colburn. <laughs> Okay. So it's named hmm. after a steamboat. It's a steam beer. Most of the Kitchissippi brews are have some kind of really cool Ottawa historical connection. Um, so starting in 1832, this 100-foot-long passenger steamer worked on the Ottawa between Almere and Fitzroy four times a week in each direction for the seven months that the river was open, i.e. the seven months that the river wasn't frozen. So we're going to... There you go. And it's, if good. it's a malt, then the, the chances are really good that it's not that hoppy. So give it a try. It's, and I Maybe I will take a picture. It's the most beautiful color beer. It's like, I can't really, like, you can kind of see the shininess of it and the, like, you can see it reflecting on the metal. Like, it's yeah. so, wow. here, here's what we'll do. Look at that. Ooh. It's the most beautiful beer. Kitchissippi beer. It's beautiful. Okay. Hopefully it tastes as beautiful as it looks. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is good. It is a very mild hop. Like, good. there's still some hop flavor, but it's mostly like you get the maltiness of it. And it's just, it's tasty. It's very drinkable. Quite summery. Awesome. Which is, it's not summery in, in Waterdeep, but Gestock at the Golden Rock Tavern has all of your favorite beer on hand in stock. And so as you come on in from your various errands over the last couple of hours after you've arrived newly in Waterdeep, finish your errands, met back up at your home away from home. It's not been that long since you've been here, but he is happy to see you as always, especially since you'd spend a lot of money, but you also helped him out with a lot of problems. So Gestock is there with whatever you'd like to drink. He's got fresh tater tots being made, and it is warm and inviting in his tavern, as always. It is a bustling time. You're there a little early for dinner, 
and which is good because the sun is still up, but uh, you are comfy and warm and content and have been fed and drunk. Offer drink. I guess that's the way it works. And you've all come together after your various errands, not only to fill each other in on what you were up to once you got back to Waterdeep, but to decide what you're going to do next. So I will let the camera pan in close as I step away to see what are you all talking about? Uh, you said it's like too early for dinner, so we're like in that time between lunch and dinner? It's You're closer to dinner. It's like 3.30 on a, on a weekday workday snow-filled winter where the sun's going to go down in probably about an hour and a half, so people have been taking their dinners earlier. You're earlier than the dinner rush, but you could still go out and do stuff. Businesses will still be open for a couple more hours today. Bernie would like to suggest a game of whist. What's whist? I, I've always wanted to learn to play. If you've ever read, this is this is a a non Bernie sidebar. If anybody's ever read say, Jane Austen, is this both in and out of character? This because is both. I would love Julia would like to learn how to play whist and was had sort of had to play for her job once and can barely remember how. If you've ever uh, read any Jane Austen? Whist is played a lot. It's one of those appropriate card games. It's not sinful, or we can, <laughs> it's sim- it's similar to bridge. So it's um, four players, two, two fixed partnerships. There's different types of whist. There's bets. There's tricks. It's like 28. You uh, have all 13 tricks have been played. Decide which one more trick scores a point for each trick they win in, in an excess of six. The first partnership, which reached five points, wins the game. Bernie, what's whist called in Faerun? This exact game is here in Waterdeep, but it's not called whist. What's it called? Is this Bernie's I know a guy moment? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, I know yeah. a game. I know a game. I know a game. So what are, I think at one point we talked about what a, I think it should have something to do with the, the card faces. Are the card faces the same in, throw this back on you, Lauren, do cards, are are we going to, or maybe we should decide a group, it's our culture. Uh, what do you guys think are on cards? I'm going to say that there's a couple different kinds of cards because there's there's a whole bunch of different games, uh, some of which I do not know how to play in Faerun. But we'll say for the sake of, of this, the standard 52 deck with the faces as you've normally seen and an ace and, and aces and jokers do exist. Okay. So what's on those? So, you know, is it going to be hearts, diamonds, clubs, spades, or do you, we want to have something different on them? Because we don't know the the specific, let's not get too much into the weeds here just yet. I think this is a fun thing we can come up for offline. Uh, but at least for this game, that basic card deck does exist. But what do we want to call? Is it Wist? W I S T W H I S T. It's got a. It's got a. Wist. 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 Do we know why it's called Wist normally? No. No. It's just okay. we can we can I can look it up. We can come. We can be playing the card game and decide. It is the direct forerunner of bridge, so this is gonna play like bridge. I was correct. Okay. God, I've never learned how to play bridge. Me neither. Hearts apparently, and spades. Apparently, uh, what's his face? Eisenhower is apparently a fantastic, fantastic bridge player. Don't go. You don't want to go up against that man and his wife in bridge. I will remember that. Or he made, he made a de- uh, pretty good general and a decent president, so, yeah. Well, the queen card is definitely a Bernie. That's what's on the queen face, is Bernie. Oh, no, but it would be like, um... And there's a literal Jack. I feel there's like there would be... It would I... be like... It would be like Bernie would have a deck of cards on her, and I feel like that 
that deck because she had we kind of established she's a deck of cards and she likes to cheat and she's this is very true. good like i think we established she likes to cheat and she's good at it and maybe you guys either haven't figured that out yet or you're just like are we playing a real game bernie or are we playing a game where you practice cheating are we playing a bernie game are we playing a bernie game or are we playing i'm gonna come up with the name of this thing because you said that it is related to bridge so we're gonna call it the Boresker. Because Boresker Bridge is a very uh, well-known bridge in Faerun, and so if you're gonna play Wist in Waterdeep, it is specifically called Boresker. All right, Bernie's As an oblique going, reference. Bernie's going to pull out the bag of peppermints that we still have because y'all know peppermint candy don't go bad uh, that she bought specifically to keep us all from getting uh, seasick, and she's gonna say, "Let's just play." Let's just play a normal game of Bresker tonight. And she's going to start annieing out to people. <laughs> and she's, she's going to look at uh, at Jonathan. She says, Jonathan, why don't you play, uh, you play my team and we'll, we'll put the, uh, the, the, fo- the fabulous foosball two together. Wait, didn't you say this is a game of wit? Like, you have to be smart? Jonathan the Magimuscular abides. Maybe we should split Bernie Jack's and, Bernie smart. and, uh, Jonathan. To Jack and myself. Who's Jack? I called dibs on Bernie's team. It's less of a game of smarts and more of a game of, you know, it's it's planning, st- strategy, partnership. You're anteing with tater tots, so it's fine. Okay. Jonathan the Magimuscular will remind you that Travancore is quite the witty individual. Travancore has extensive diplomatic experience. If anybody's going to be good at this game, it's going to be him. Oh, and we have a game back home called 28, which is very similar. And if there are any differences, I won't play like there are. Exactly. And that's <laughs> how you should play. Bernie looks at Travico and she's like, yeah, man, you can pick it up when I'm putting down. <laughs> there you go. I just figured we'd have a game of cards to play in the background. That's like my it. contribution to what we're doing. So while we're dealing, Jonathan the Medge Muscular is, you know, in between hands. Like, you know, we'll be looking and tra- trading cards and pl- playing tricks. Sure. Playing tricks. Uh, yep. Jonathan the Magimuscular during one particular trick is going to be, uh, so Jonathan the Magimuscular has had, I think I have a meeting tomorrow. Oh? Yes. I let Master Zick know most of what we were doing. I didn't tell him the specifics that we weren't, that I wasn't supposed to, but, uh, I did need to meet with Belana Zedok, especially given that we are going to be dealing with a certain blue dragon here in the near oh. future. So I figured I'd keep her on the on the up and up about what we're up to and what we basically let her know that we're going to be giving the situation some possibly exciting uh, attention, depending on how things go. We had talked about seeing how things were going and if it wasn't to our satisfaction, we were going to end the relationship I mean, we are going to end the relationship. How violent it is kind of depends on the other party. I'd forgotten all about this. <laughs> it's been a minute. I was like, yeah, that's right. We're breaking up with a dragon. Name of the episode. It's not us. It's you. It's not you. It's me. No, it's him. I it's probably him. shouldn't say that, though. Yeah, we got to work on that part of your diplomacy. It's not us. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's not me. It's us. Huh? It's eh? definitely us, but we're just going to be us, but apart and forever. Right. We're just, we're, we're, this is a, uh, a decoupling. 
We're going to be the kind of friends who never talk or interact. And that's okay. Friends is going to be a very strong word. Once we were acquaintances is perhaps how you should begin the sentence when you talk about us as a group. But don't think of us as a group. I don't think any of this is going to work. Think of us as more as people who are not in your life at all. It depends. Like, Thontervrak is going has always been a couple of steps ahead of us. So we're going to approach this meeting and we may not ha- even have a target to engage with because he's he's tricksy. So we'll just have to see how it goes. If he he might think that hey, these guys are going to be too much of a problem. He's an intelligent creature. I mean, if he feels like we're at the point where we could fuck him up, he may not want to take us. Could we fuck him up, though? I think that's a conversation we should just go ahead and get out there. Because I think the Yugoloth could have gone better. I think the nice thing about Thontorvrak is that at the moment, we're not aware of any other any other of his agents that he could call that would fight us for him. That's true. He seems kind of vain, so he might want to take care of us himself if he's mad. But I, as much as I would not like to be an arbiter of justice based on my own morality, and you all understand how much it pains me to decide I'm not going to have my judging face on today, I do think, I think if we go in, we do go in prepared for all ends. I would like to be prepared, but I don't know how we're going to do this, but we need to walk a fine line of knowing that we can be in a fight but doing everything we can to keep a fight from happening. Isn't that the Owlbear Scout Scout motto, always be prepared? I wasn't in the Owlbears. Always be prepared, yes. Yeah, always be prepared. Yeah, the Owlbear Scouts. I don't get it. They didn't let gnomes in. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, gnome! (laughs) For the audience, you should see the face our DM just made at that. Oh, it was... We're going to pay for that later, but it'll be worth it. I was totally enjoying Owly Bears. And then you had to go, oh, gnomes. Always be prepared. I will say, because you've now invented, essentially, the the Girl Scouts of of Faerun, I'm going to say, they accept everybody. Good. Oh, I thought we were modeling these after the Boy Scouts. That's why I made that joke. If this is modeled after the Girl Scouts, we know everybody be let in. That's why I'm mod- yes, I'm modeling it after the Girl Scouts for that exact reason. <laughs> Support your local Girl Scout troop. Girl Scouts are inclusive. Yeah, I'm Girl Scouts yeah, get the job done. Uh, my idea was the motto is a Boy Scout motto, but in my head, canon, the Albert Scouts are all inclusive. Yes, because ain't no room for hate in Faerun. Exactly. No, it's it's both because they're like little wings. Little wings. Well, it's like yeah. the claw, claws and wings. Claws, they should call it yeah, claws, the claws and wings. Yeah, the claw yeah, wings. Like, like, Owlbears don't have wings. What are you talking about? Right, but they have like big fe- feathery claws. Yeah. Feather- claws they're like, like prehensile like yeah. wings, the, the, but there's like the, uh, more arms. I like that. It's three fingers up in a claw on both sides, and you just wiggle your claws. I think that's- Oh my that's, god. And yes, that's now <laughs> their, canon their in motto, Dungeon Drunks Faerun. Their model is owl for one. On my honor, I will try to serve Faerun and my people to help. I, it's, it's actually pretty good. I, I, I like the, the Girl Scout motto, if you just get rid of to serve God, which yeah. I think they did. But it's like, on my honor, I will try to serve God my country to help people at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law. I think we need to come up with... <laughs> you know, to be honest, I, I agree that you get rid of God, not because I, I think it's 
bad in general, but in Faerun, there's three billion gods. You can so, say the yeah. gods. Yeah, you say the gods. Honor, I will try to serve the gods and Faerun. There you go. Yeah, that mm. works. To help yeah. me totally at all times. It doesn't apply to one like country in Faerun. It's just like, hey, we... We have Thayan chapters. We have chapters in Impiltur. We have chapters in the Sword Coast. The Thayan ones, their cookies are a little spicy, but they're still Owlbear Scouts. Yes, yes. Very inclusive. The one person who's not from Faerun says. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, a lot of people in Faerun don't know there's anything other than Faerun. I'm sure if the Owlbear Scouts set up a a post. um, You could be the Perconum troop leader. You could be the Perconum troop leader. Gustav comes walking up with refills and says, oh yeah, I heard that you can actually join up as an adult now because they're, they've are they got like adult chapters for adults that missed out on it because they just didn't have a chapter nearby. So absolutely, if you wanted to join. Uh, I know people who have. I, there's a couple of chapters here in Waterdeep. Oh my God. We, so hold on. <laughs> this is Josh. So we just got done with a big, 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 big quest. And we're getting ready to check off a box that has been unchecked for a long time in the Tower of Winter God. But no, this is going to become a fucking Owlbear Scout adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, it is! Oh my god! You're goddamn right it is! Welcome to D&D, Jonathan. Can we do a special episode where we're all shook down to our childhood selves? Bernie will shrink a quarter of an inch. And... <laughs> And and we can do an Albear Scout, the adventure of the Albear Scouts, and we can be a troop, and it yes, will be some kind of maybe, oh, yeah, maybe not a Patreon us, game, or maybe. Uh, but yeah, I want to do that now. I want to do that. Doc just said that you can all be owl bears in the adult version of the troop, and I want to do don't... a time warp, Lord. <laughs> it's a Patreon game. I will work on that. I <laughs> Anyway, put it behind the paywall. Gestock <laughs> refills your drinks and says, "Well, you know, all right. Well, towers. Ah, I'll, I'll let you keep talking." And he wanders off. How much do you guys think he knows about us? Because we do not do a good job of keeping secrets around. I him. think he chooses not to know a great deal about us. If if he does talk about us, Jonathan the Metromuscular believes that he has crafted a story that sounds really good that he can sell drinks with, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I would like him to have more people that come around to hear his weird stories. I was going to say, though, I love Gustav. But do you ever get tired of just always eating at the exact same restaurant? Like, we're in this wonderful, giant city that's got cuisine from all around the continent, most likely. We might as well go out for dinner tonight. Gustav comes by and says, "Uh, did you want me to make something else? I mean, I'd always like to diversify. Bernie shoves 17 tater tots in her mouth in, in order to avoid this situation. Wait, I have an idea. Uh, Gustav, we will take a 10-course tasting menu. Chef's choice. 10? Ah, all right, well, unless seven of those courses are going to be tater tots, they're going to have to give me a couple days. Okay. We'll come back for those for those later, actually. I want the Gustav omakase. <laughs> I'm going to have to look up what that is, and he wanders off again. The nice thing, gets, and before he goes to Kostok, the nice thing yeah. is, for a tasting menu, the dishes don't have to be very big. Yeah, they're small. They're small they're menus. Tiny. They're bites. They're like little, like, bite-sized. Like, just to you give say us that, your... but the way that I afford to be able to do this is by volume. I don't just make tater tots for you. I make tater tots for, like, 12 other people at the same time. So, I mean, I appreciate 
the idea, but I'd still have to make enough for more than just like a tiny little thing. Especially if it's something that I haven't made before. Well, we're 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 looking for your forward to your creativity. Roll a persuasion check. All right. Bernie's just not going to help on this one. She's keeping tater tots is, in order is to. Is Carlton able to help with that because he pitched the idea? No, uh, it's happening at all just because. Jeez. Travancore is just having visions of being like the scoutmaster from Moonrise Kingdom. Oh God! What'd, what'd did you, you get a nat twenty? Jonathan the Med muscular rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> drink, of course drink. He did. everybody, drink. Albert Scott Mikase. I'm going to tell the story. I've told the story three times today because this is my life. We put out a new feature on D&D Beyond for your character sheets, hashtag add, in where if you right click and if you roll an attack on something and you crit on the attack, it'll automatically give you crit damage or you can roll crit damage. So crit damage has been added to D&D Beyond. And so I, as a community manager, and also the person in charge of social media, was just like, great, I'm going to make a little video of doing this and rolling and showing all this wonderful new feature. And it took me 20 minutes of rolling with advantage in order to roll a natural 20. 20 minutes of just rolling. Oh, no. Over and over and over. Anyway. Anyway. With Jonathan's natural 20 for I look forward to your creativity, the skepticism behind all of the work that you have put forth to Gestock melts away a little bit. And while he is not completely convinced to have a a 10-course tasting menu for you right away, he is now seriously considering the idea. And he kind of nods at you a little bit and scratches at his his stubble and says, I'll I'll think about it, but it's got to be something long-term. And it can't be too hoity-toity. I mean, look, and he points to the Golden Rock Tavern. And one of the reasons that you've always enjoyed this place is it is a very middle-of-the-road inn. It is a comfortable place. It is a working-class place without being a hole in the wall. It does not usually have a bard, so it's not loud. It doesn't usually have a band or anything going on, except for that once he had a party in here. The food is good, the the drinks are good, and the people know when to go to bed. And so you've always enjoyed uh, eating and sleeping here because people are reasonable people. Oh my gosh, it's a bar for people in their 30s and 40s. It is yeah, a bar is. for people in their 30s and 40s. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know what? I'm a person in my 30s and 40s. So I, I, make, I make up the things I want. Welcome to my world. Anyway, Gestock <laughs> wanders off to go wonder about his 10-course menu, and I will leave you once again to talk about Fontorbrack and, and Towers. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Beyond Heroes, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on August 9th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. D-R-I-B-S-K-E-R-N-A-I-L So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. Were we scheduled to meet Thontorvrak at all uh, recently? 
not scheduled. You just promised him that when you were done with this mission, you would contact him. I think we should contact him tomorrow morning. Yeah. Then I can, based on that, update Belana Zedok. And then from there, we see what he wants. And when maybe we do that, if it's reasonable, kind of gives us some leverage on on ending the relationship. We say, hey, we did this for you, this innocuous task that involved us not killing anybody or destroying anything or stealing anything overtly. Like, Jonathan the Muscular, as is an adventurer, has come to appreciate not stealing relics from ancient civilizations just for, you know, but if it's something that'll give it, get us off his back, maybe we delve into the ancient temple to find a thing and then get it to him. If we're going to rob someone, we maybe decline that. If we have to kill someone to get it, we decline that. We just hear him out. And then from there, we finally get to go to Winter God's Tower and put a big old, like, checkmark X on that box. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm good with that. And while Jonathan and Bernie are talking, Travis Crow wants to roll an inside check on them to see if he can beat them at, uh, at the game they're playing, the Busker or whatever it is, uh, Bearskin. Okay. Are we all going to uh, take Beskar. a roll to Bear- see? Because it's teams of two. It is teams of two. Uh, since Travancore is initiating this, I'm going to have him roll an insight check. I need, since Jonathan's the last person to talk, I need Jonathan to roll a deception check, and we'll see who wins. How much deceit's in you, Jonathan? Let's find out. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, some point. Yeah, you can't. You can't read him. Ah. Uh. You don't know if it's because at this moment he's focused on what he's talking about, not the cards, and so you're not reading any deception, or if it's because he's just that good at cards. Game recognized game. Travancore thinks to himself. <laughs> All right. What would you like to do? I'm good with uh, Jonathan's plan. I'd say, yeah, that sounds good. And I guess we keep playing cards. <laughs> okay. Um, unless there's anything you'd like to do, you you can spend the evening playing cards and relaxing. And because uh, it sounded like you didn't want to do anything, you didn't want to do anything until tomorrow morning. Okay. Yeah. Bernie's gonna put more more tater tots in her mouth. Are you gonna <laughs> stay at the Golden Rock Tavern tonight, or are you going oh, yeah. to stay in your pocket house? Golden Rock. We haven't been to the house in a while. Hmm. We should probably check on the boys. Actually, they're not boys. They're machines. We should probably check on the machines. It's been two days, I want to say. Oh, yeah. We went in right before we did the... Because we showed... Uh, yeah. We showed uh, we showed Cleo. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yep. It's been like two months in real yeah, life. Yeah, that's the problem. We're like, man, we haven't seen them in a while. And they're like, what are you doing back here so soon? You're interrupting our game of what we call Doom. Listen, it's it's up to you where you want to stay and if you want to go back and if you think that's too long or too short. But I will say, yeah, because you, you stayed and then it was one, two, it's been three days, I believe. They moved on from a game called Doom to a game called Animal Crossing. <laughs> you, you think uh, that, except they're actually just playing both at the same time. <laughs> Crafty automatons. Doom Crossing. Anyway, you're going to stay at the Golden Rock Tavern. You're going to have some sleep. You're going to get up in the morning and go talk to Balana and go uh, send descending. Is that what I'm understanding correctly? I want to talk to Murray. You're going to pull Murray out? Yeah. You're going to activate Murray? Minute. We're yeah. going to activate Murray while we're eating tater tots and playing Busker? Sure. To be shared. You pull out the skull 
you activate Murray. The eyes glow a little bit in this, what is kind of a an evil-ish looking skull by all accounts. But then the familiar welcoming voice of Murray says, Oh, hey! Oh, it's been a little while. How y'all doing? And a couple people in the bar do uh, crane their neck and look. This is our friend Murray. It's okay. Uh, the usuals here, you're absolutely correct. Gestock has told tales. And yeah. while you get curious looks, everybody gives you kind of a, oh, okay, nod. And they're still kind of watching, but they go back to eating whatever they are. And meanwhile, Trevancore is holding Murray. Oh, this is a nice place. Oh, it's, are those tater tots? Would you like one? I would, but I don't have a digestive tract anymore. So that just kind of be... I, I don't have taste buds either. Do I don't you want to have... mush it around with your jaw just to kind of like feel? Uh, are you willing to clean my teeth afterwards? No, actually. Well, then no, I don't really want to just make a mess just jo- for the mess. Jonathan the Magimuscular will help. Oh, well, if he's going to help, yeah, sure. And you watch as the jaw opens. Of course, there's there's nothing there. It's just a jaw. So if you're going to put, you'd have to like place the tater tot right where his back teeth are. And he's, he's missing a couple teeth. Do you give him a tater tot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got a little on. And then uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular pr- uh, digitates like as if he's tapping the skull with the napkin like there there you go and get the oh skull. thanks well, did. okay uh, yeah it's not quite good. the same when you can't taste anything but it was kind of nice to have the sensation i appreciate that they look really good though it compliments really the chef so how you doing it's been a while it's been a hot minute or hour or a couple how long has it been oh murray if only we had a concept of time <laughs> Oh well, you know, I'm the I'm the one that just kind of pops in and out of reality every time you take me out of the bag and decide to activate me, so I can't help you at all. For me, it's been like okay, and you're not never went anymore? Jeez, you get around, don't you? We do, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Deep. Yeah. Well, so what's up? Or you just activated me to have some tater tots. Not that I'm complaining. I mean they do look delicious. We miss talking to you. Aw, that's very sweet. Gestock, you've been around for a while, right? You mean Murray? Murray, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gestock's she's... been around for a while, too. Bernie takes a look at his beer. She's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on your definition of a while, because, of course, once I turned into this skull time, like, like your friend has said, it's kind of lost all meaning. But yeah, it's been a hot century or two. Have you ever heard of a wizard named Wendragod? Let's see. <laughs> nah. Okay. Sorry. But you know, I especially if it's anything within the last, say, 100 years, 200 years, century or two, like, I've been the skull for a while, and so my, my span of information is kind of limited. So just because I don't know doesn't mean that it's not something that's worth knowing. Why? You got beef with this dude? We did. No, we own his tower. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, wizards, so when are we going to go check this thing out? Wizards Towers, those are fun. You know, well, For you, it'll playing. be a matter of moments. <laughs> this yeah. is true. This is, this is cruel, but true. You, you speak truth. I'm literally just repeating what you basically said. <laughs> well, you know, I speak truth too, so I appreciate that. <laughs> but I, I suspect you're going to check out this dude's tower. 
In a matter of time, yeah. We have to break up with someone first. We? What kind of relationship y'all in? A complicated one. I mean, hey, I don't judge, but... I'm not that... Polydragonus? Well, they're sort of this dragon. You're breaking up with a dragon? Why would you break up with a dragon? It's a dragon. He's a bit controlling. It's not safe. Clingy. Oh, you you don't have, like, any boundaries or anything. Yeah. Oh, oh, let me guess. Not a nice dragon. Not one of the nice ones. Not one of no, the nice no. ones. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, nice not ones. all of them are a little bit controlling. I mean, all dragons kind of think that they're hot shit. So they all kind of think that you should just do whatever they want them to do. The nice ones just kind of ask first. And the not nice ones just go, you're going to do this or I'm going to fry you with my flame breath. <sighs> the latter, but lightning. Do you think their poops really are hot? Like, I mean, everyone's poops are hot because of their internal body temperatures, but you think they're, like, kind of molten? Well, especially if it's a red dragon, yeah. Most of that is coming out of volcanoes, sure. Probably not, like, the white ones that do the cold stuff. I'd imagine they've got cold poops. But you know what? I think that's worse. Yeah, can you imagine, like, a frozen poop trying to get that out your butt? I don't think there are scales on the inside. Jonathan the Magimuscular's butthole puckers. Travancore pushes the plate of tater tots away from him. Do you say that out loud? Or Yes. We should have just called this podcast Dice and Butts. Yes. Then if you say that out loud, then Murray's response is if I had a butthole puck a two. I suddenly regret this line of conversation. Travancore, you had a question for Murray. Yeah, well, what are we talking about? Uh, this aforementioned dragon. I don't know if the name Thontorvac rings any bells. No, not really, but uh, how old is this dragon? No idea. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, isn't it one of your favorite enemies? Yeah, I mean, you would know his You'd age You'd be able to look at him and be okay, like... Okay, Travancore is going to make an inference on how old he is based on what he knows. Go ahead and roll a nature check. And I'll give you advantage because your favorite enemy is dragons. Got it. Do-do, do-do. High roll is 21. <laughs> hey! You're nice. pretty sure he's at least an adult. You th- it's hard to tell because there's no, like, hard line. There's just these ranges... He's definitely at least an adult. You think he might not be ancient? At least what's qualified as ancient? But you also know that he has access to some pretty good magics. And so just because he's not considered that old doesn't necessarily mean he's not dangerous. What she said, but for me. <laughs> and Travancore. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> well, Travancore, how old is an adult? That is a very <laughs> good question. Have to roll again for that, or no, no, that'd be. I just I gotta look that up. Uh, dragons, what are their age ranges? I don't, I don't, I don't have that at the tip of my tongue. So give me a second because D and D and Beyond. I was gonna say if only there was a website that had a compendium of all of this information that you could just type in the search bar. What's the plural of compendium? Is it compendiums or compendia? I think compendii. Compendii. Adults. So like a lot of species. Young period is relatively short compared to their adult or later life. So wormlings, freshly hatched, fairly innocuous creatures, are like five years or less. Young dragons are considered anything less than 100 years old. Adults range from 100 to 800 years, and ancients are anything past that. Now, you're making a educated guess based on your ability to know a lot about dragons because of your them being your favorite enemy, and the fact that Thantor Vrak was considered a huge creature, to use the parlance, the size that he was when you met him, 
And at Ancients, once they reach that, the size of gargantuan, that's when they tend to be considered ancient and way more powerful. But the range on an adult is multiple centuries. So it's really hard to tell. So late maiden, early matron, but not a matriarch. Well, it's not a name I heard of, but uh, dragons weren't really my forte. I didn't, I didn't like hanging out with Tiamat, and I don't want to hang out with any of her children either. I'm sorry, what was that? I said I didn't want to hang out with Tiamat. I, I'm assuming you didn't want to hang out with Tiamat either. Like, well, I mean, it's not. It, it hasn't really been an option except for the once, and we gave her the slip. Right. Well, then yeah. it, it was an option, right? But. But what you, you, there you go. So we're on the same page. It wasn't an option for you. It didn't want to be an option for me. We both gave her the slip. I gave her the slip a couple more times because you know, you know, evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mary, what? How much longer do you have? And can you talk a little bit more about this whole Tiamat giving the slip? Did she want to hang out with you? Well. The want is always a weird thing when it comes to creatures like that because well, uh, their desires sometimes aren't the happy things. You know, like, I want to hang out with all of yous because we have fun. She wants to hang out with you because she wants to eat you. So how do you define that relationship, really? Or she wants something from you. Remember how I said earlier there were those dragons that, like, they've got boundaries and they'll at least ask before they force you to do something? Then those dragons who are like, nah, I'm a dragon. I can eat you. And so you're going to do what I say. Tiamat's like the ultimate, I'm a dragon and 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 a dragon. And so you're going to do whatever I say. You know, she's kind of a... And then just at that moment, he shuts down. Ah. Yeah. So next time we talk to Murray, we need to like kind of focus on this whole Tiamat thing. Like, if he had to give her the slip a bunch, does that mean she's looking for him? Is that why she was looking at y'all? He was. You went. No, you do. You do all know for a fact the reason she was trying to get in a hold of you is because agents of hers were trying to do something and you thwarted them. You had a very direct reason why she was kind of pissed. Hey, hail Tiamat. <laughs> yeah. Hail Tiamat. Anyway, your talking cell is no longer talking because it has been that long. Hmm. Well, it's a good because try. Because for narrative reasons, it's always fun to stop just before he says something interesting. <laughs> I think we should get him back out tomorrow and talk to him a little bit more because it seems like uh, she keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. Bernie, given that, you know, all of us have had some experience with this, but particularly you, you literally saved us from Tiamat once. Yeah, I did. Didn't. If this is just pure speculation, because I have no idea what Thontrofrak is going to ask of us. What if Thontorvrak gives us a mission that's against Tiamat? Bernie, I'm going to let you roll a religion check with advantage because Travancore is going to be able to feed you some information on dragons. Whisper, okay. whisper, whisper, whisper. Do you think she's still mad that we pretended we were part of her cult that one time? Fifteen. You know that Tiamat, being the the mother goddess of evil dragons... That while all dragons, they revere her in the way that all of you revere all of the gods. They are gods. They are incredibly powerful beings. And if they decide to meddle in your life, it is incredibly difficult to not let them do that. However, 
most of the evil dragons you know are also self-centered enough to not necessarily align with Tiamat or want to work with her or even really against her. So it's hard to tell. It's kind of a dragon on dragon basis. But you do know it would be weird to for any dragon to want to do something that's going to bring attention from the mother of all evil dragons onto them. I don't think he'd ask us for that. Mm. And while really fate changers is a word I don't like, but while we apparently fit that narrative, we change fates of people, towns, entire country one time. I don't know how I feel about the idea of being a god killer. Well, I definitely, I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> I don't think that's the thing that's going to, I, I think anybody who asks us to move against a higher being, whether or not they align with our own moral values or ideas of good and evil, that's a request to die. That's a suicide mission. Best case scenario, he's an amoral music fan, and he's using us and understands that there are certain tools you have in your possession. If you needed ruffians, you get ruffians. You don't use heroes for a tool that ruffians can do. We don't have the same touch as hired goons. I think Travancore's probably right in this situation. I think he's one of those fans, you know, that like are like, oh, my favorite musician died and someone robbed their house and 20 years later the th- items are up for auction? I'm going to bid on that. I'm not going to return to the family. Yeah. Um, I think he views us as the auction house, or maybe even the housebreaker. All right. Well, well, I guess the best thing to do is just see what he says. Yeah, I think we have to see what he says. And Jonathan the Magimuscular wins the next trick. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I have this card. Awesome. Look at that. Nice. Bernie gives him a little high five, and uh, and a as a reward, she gives him a peppermint. Because she's trying to train them with Pavlovian. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're really good peppermints. Having an inkling what's going on, submits anyway. She gives all of you peppermints when you win tricks because she would like to make you all into very good busker players. Busker or busker is what we decided. Busker is the name of a musician who stands on Bearsker? a street corner and plays. So I'm assuming yeah. busker. That's the Bearsker. name of the game. We decided. <laughs> that's the break. Oh, I wrote Beskar. Oh, like the armor. Beskar. So the name, Bresker. Bresky. Boresky, got it. Boresker is the name Boresker. of the bridge, but it's and that is the name of the game. B o a r e s k y r. Boresker. Boresker. She wants you all to be really good Boresker players because no matter what situation she's in, she wants all of you to at least be able to win, if not cheat competently. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else you'd like to do this evening, or would you like to get a long rest and get ready for a sending and a conversation in the morning? Bernie's going to, after beating them very harshly, going to take about 10 minutes to explain all the ways she cheated so that next time they can do it too. All right. They will all have advantage to notice that you have cheated in the future. <laughs> Maybe some other things. How how you cheat in a game is very indicative of how you cheat in other games and maybe how you cheat in life. Diligent note taking. She's going to be sitting there and she's going to be saying, see, this." she's mostly a counting cards explanation. So it's going to be, it's going to start with understanding the probability of a card appearing in the deck based on what you know about your cards. And then she's going to talk about really basic card counting every time you see a, 
and they've all learned a little something. And you know what? It's probably good for your friends to be able to be that much more perceptive into your inner thought processes so that in a pinch they can read you better. And she's going to say, now, see, I want you to practice holding all of your toes up in the air inside of your boots. And if you're looking for a specific card, like you want to get all of the aces, and you already know there's two in your deck, you're going to put your little toe on your left hand foot down and your big toe on your left hand foot down. And now you have two toes. And so those two other toes remind you that there's still two toes floating. And you all get kicked out of Vegas. All right. You all get your favorite rooms at the the Golden Rock Tavern for the evening and get yourselves a long rest in comfortable rooms that are no longer hidden, that are no longer uh, along the road, that are no longer in various and sundry places that you are unfamiliar with, and you wake up the next morning, what would you like to do? Jonathan the Medge Muscular is going to wake up, and before he goes to uh, bestow Carlton with a uh, mind blank, he is going to Think. Cast ascending to Thontorvrak. Sure. What would you like well, to first say? First, you gotta take a shot for that, uh, that mind blank. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I haven't done it yet. I said before I bestow the mind blank on Oh, Carlton. before you bestow it, you're gonna send. So, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to say, We're done with our previous job. We're ready to meet. We're in Waterdeep. You don't get an answer right away. Okay. But you know that there's some there's some time there, so. Alright. Jonathan the Magimuscular, like, because he's he's sitting cross-legged, he's got his fists together, Avatar style, and uh, he opens his eyes and he kind of winces, like waiting for the reply. Opens one eye. Bucks, I think we're okay for now. He'll probably send later. Let's go knock on Carlton's door and uh and blank his mind. It sounds a lot more sinister when I say it just like that, buddy. Now fireball shot. Hmm. And now fireball shot. Oh, okay. It's been a little while. <laughs> oh, that face. Alright. You all meet up for breakfast. So I sent the sending. Oh, one moment. I grab Carlton's head and mind blank him. So do we wait for a response or do we make our way to Undergods? Uh yeah, I think that if he's there's a reasonable expectation of okay, we are we are letting you know that we are done. We're not beholden to him entirely. Right. We didn't say we were going to hang out until he told us where to go. We just they, said, we'll let you know we're done and we'll meet up later. What did you tell him where we are? Mm-hmm. So what if he just shows up? He sort of has a habit of just showing up. Well, he then he's like that friend that just like knocks on your do- door because he was quote unquote in the neighborhood, but didn't call to tell you they were on the way. And you're like, well, I've got plans, and I'm on my way out. Yeah. So that's kind of on Thontorvac to show up in Waterdeep without calling us first. Just saying. Just saying. Not to mention how heavily armored Waterdeep is. You know, Carlton, we're going to correct something here real quick. Thontorvac. Varak. So it's hidden R's. Yes, it's a hidden R. It's, it's, it's nestled in there. Carlton. How about we just call him T-Vac for short? T-Varak. I was just saying that another thing is, like, he's not going to show up at Waterdeep. It's one of the most heavily armored and defended, well-defended cities on this continent. That's what Jonathan Water- was saying. Travis Corp, one second. Waterdeep, not Waterdeep. Waterdeep. <laughs> Watch, Waterdeep. this cycle ends when anyone tries to tell Bertie how to say anything. <laughs> the that's whole, true. that's when the bit falls apart. 
Did you know that I can cast inflict wounds at a very high level? Yes. <laughs> Waterdeep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Jonathan the Med Muscular was actually going to point that out before, but and Travancore has. The Blackstaff would have something to say about Dontorvrax just showing up. Mm. The Blackstaff, City Guard, the City Watch, the Watchful Order of Magical Protectors. Like, it could be bad for everybody involved, especially if Dontorvrax is as powerful as, as you think he might be. But no, a dragon of that intelligence would not just show up in the middle of Waterdeep. That is, you all kind of recognize this from a couple different angles. Okay, that's good. How are we getting to Wondergrad's tower? Can you can you portally can you can you do the thing and mm-hmm. and the whooshy 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 and the whoosh- we can whoosh whoosh there yeah. Well, uh, should we pack some snacks? Sure. Yeah. Let's let's spend uh, a little bit after breakfast uh, gathering some supplies, and then we can at at, at noon or I, while you guys do that, I can go let um let the watchful order know what we're up to. And I'm going to sulk over to Gestock and be like, hey, Gestock, uh, you know how I requested that 10-course tasting oh, menu? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You didn't go shopping for that yet, did you? No, not yet. I mean, we just Good, good, about- good. Because uh, we might have to leave town pretty quickly. <laughs> I so mean, let's press pause. That's... You say that like that's not what you do all the time. You you leave town pretty quickly. Also, you told me about this last night. Where was I gonna go last night? I just I, I'm just making sure you didn't make some calls. Oh, I appreciate that. Could have had uh, an early morning right. pickup, you know. Right, exactly. I just didn't want you to be like, "Hey guys," and then we're just not there. And then I feel really bad that you gave us this tasting menu as you try out the new menu. <sighs> well, I did. I did do. Okay, so I was thinking about stuff. And I'm still quite a ways away from like a whole 10 course tasting thing, but I did try one thing. And he turns around and he grabs what looks like a plate that is filled with tater tots. And he hands them on over and he says, I was experimenting around with this last night, so they're cold. But hey, give this a try. Bernie's going to grab a handful and shove them in her mouth enthusiastically because uh, she feels off. Do you think that they're better to be served cold or to be served warm? Well, you know, it's tater tots, and so uh, reheating tater tots is always a thing. And also, I've never done garlic palm tater tots before, so hey, give this a try. Ooh. And he looks right. over at, at Bernie. What do you think? What do you think? Even cold? Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll try some cold, and then I'll ask Jonathan to press to digitate them back warm. I was about to and ask. And we'll try them what, warm again. What is the plate made out of? Is it a metal plate? It's a metal plate, yeah. Okay. Jo- it, when, it's a basic metal plate, yeah. When Carlton asks jmm to heat it up he puts his hand under the uh under the plate and just applies just a tiny the tiniest bit of fire to heat it up roll me an arcana check Gistock put the plate down right oh yeah he put the plate down okay, in front of carlton goodness. and then okay, bernie just right. kind of reached over and went nom bernie is very awkward about criticizing other people's food so she will be eating anything <laughs> wow you know <laughs> wow I would like to remind everybody, it's been 20 minutes trying to roll a single natural 20. And what'd you roll, Jonathan? Natural 20. Everybody drank. <laughs> okay. 
So it's a 30. It's a 30. You, 30. You, you go to warm up the plate and then you realize, no, if I warm up the plate, that's just going to continue to stay warm and recook the tater tots. And that's what, like, reheating stuff, you don't want to recook them. You just want to reheat them up. And so you're actually able to warm them from above, like a heat lamp, and get a really nice warmth, almost a crisp back to them. And the garlic par- Parmesan cheese on top is all fragrant. And yeah, it's pretty good. I want. Gustav, add this to the menu permanently. Barney's gonna grab another handful and put them in her mouth and eat them and say, and just like walk away awkwardly. She's gonna eat whatever he puts in front of her at all times. She well, can't not- handle. I mean, it's breakfast, so I made this last night. I'm not going to make any more until at least lunchtime, but it's good to know that you like them cold. If you like them cold or reheated, you're probably going to like them hot. So right, I think I'm saying, I might oh, just add this to the menu permanently. It's, yeah. This is I think because I got tater tots down. I got the cooking of tater tots. I think I might just expand out into 10 different flavors of tater tots. You know, sometimes it's a good business to just find a niche and claim it. Yeah, she's just gonna eat another handful, even though she's full because her stomach is small. Because she's just this whole conversation. She's like, Travancore is gonna grab them before they're all gone, and uh, he's gonna head out and he's gonna head to the the mark to produce junction or wherever they sell uh, fresh uh, apples and all that. And it's a little bit, not just apples, because Travancore, having been freed from this curse, is gonna try every kind of fruit in Faerun because he's been kind of hovering over one. All right. You are able to find a multitude of fruits. Uh, The selection is small because it is the winter. So a lot of these are either limited sizes, limited selection, or uh, the price is a little more than you would normally pay. But, you know, if you're if you're willing to spend more than a couple silver on something that would normally be a copper, you're you're pretty good about getting anything you need. Oh, and then dried fruit. Travancore realizes that fruit can be dried. (laughs) He's going to grab some of that, too. That is super easy to find. Jonathan, so so I'm going to say before Travancore runs away to go take care of this, and I want to know if there's any fruit in particular that you want to get, and you can tell me that next week. But Jonathan, as you all sit down to actually have a proper breakfast before you go to talk to Balana Zadok, you receive a reply to your sending. Excellent! Meet me. hundred miles north? Of Waterdeep? There's a burnt windmill. Tomorrow, sundown. Bring snacks. You see Jonathan the Magimuscular, like, get very stiff and go wide-eyed. And then his the wide-eye doesn't go away as he turns to Bernie. Our trip to the tower has been postponed. And with that, We'll pause. And the <laughs> next time we get together, you will finish up whatever you want to do in Waterdeep because 100 miles is 100 miles. It's a significant distance and you have essentially two days to get there before Fontervrak wants to have a chat and snacks. But first, let me give you some experience for Bridge for calling it something else. Boresker. For breaking Boresker? up. Boresker. There we go. Boresker. I have to think about it. So for Bridges, for breaking up with the dragon, for Owly Bears. And for tater tots. Albert's Albert! Yes, yes, that will be an adventure at some point in the future. I'm going to give you a total of 10,000 experience to split between the four Ooh. of you. And the next time, I know it's like you're level 15 and I need to give you more experience because otherwise it'll just take you forever to get to level 16. And that would just be sad. Next time we get together, 
final preparations before a re-meeting with Thunderbrack, your favorite blue dragon ever of all time. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Magic Dance, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.